to this week's episode of Black Girl Brunch. My name is Yvonne. And I'm Sabria. And we are so happy to have you on the show. Um, we just want to give a shout out really quick to everybody who joined the Black Girl Brunch social hour um, on our Patreon last Wednesday. It was a blast. Yes, thank y'all so much. It was very fun. And thank y'all for trying out that new structure um with us uh we never did that before and you know we were a little scarred from clubhouse but it was so much better um and everybody who came like uh you rock i love you all like i actually loved everybody there um such cool individuals and i'm just like i feel fortunate that like when we get on these calls it feels like we're meeting with new people, but immediately they remind us that they listen to the podcast and that they support us. And it just feels like less nerve wracking. So I'm really um, thankful. Yeah. Thanks dudes. Yeah. So um, we have a special show for y'all this week. Like, and everyone should be really, really excited when we say that we have a special show, because that usually means we have one of our amazing guests. Um, if you ever seen that iconic um, logo of Sabria and I in the mug, that cute little comic zany cartoon, <laughs> just know that a black woman created that from scratch, hey. from her brain, from her imagination. And guess what? We have her on the show today. Welcome, Elena. Hi, ladies. Okay, this is actually really crazy and really wild because as your talking i'm remembering that i usually listen to you guys when i'm in the shower and cackling and it's really hard not to cackle um so beautiful intro and yes your logo was done by a black woman with her black brain and her black hands but um Absolutely. a lot of black ass reference photos too so can't just say I did that with my mind i had to stare at y'all for like two hours it was awesome oh wow wow how did that feel great i'm obsessed like Mm, okay. <laughs> no, seriously, because like even going through your Instagrams and stuff to be like, okay, but what hairstyle, ladies? Which which one? Cheekbones, uh, three quarter. Like, what am I? What am I going for? Was like, okay, I'm in love with you both, like inside and out, you beautiful souls. So happy to be here. Hello, brunchers. Excited to talk to you and also hold it together <laughs> on the other side. Hello. We love you too. We love you so much. Yes, we do. So, <laughs> let's dive into the show, will we? So, tell us who you are, what you do, where we can find you, your social media, and your website, all that good stuff. All that good stuff. Okay. Well, Aman, I appreciate you trying to protect my anonymity, but my name is Elena Ewins, everybody. That's A-L-A-I-N-A-E-W-I-N-S. And you can find me at elenaewins.com. I'm a cartoonist, which means I draw comics all day. And um, it fulfills me immensely. Um, you can find me on Instagram at X-B-E-L-L-E-A-N-D-W-H-I-S-T-L-E. That's X Bella Whistle. Um, and on Twitter at A-Y-Y-Y-Lena, because I could not put together a brand properly and somebody had already stolen the thing. So that's A, Y, 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 L, A, I, N, A to find me on Twitter. Yeah, that's where I'm at, everybody. Thanks. 
period. And we will also tag you on all the socials when we share this episode. So um, y'all will get that if you haven't captured it, even though you shared it perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, Next question. When you were a child, you were a baby Elena. What did you want to be when you grew up? Um, well, I wanted to be famous. I wanted to be a star and I wanted to be in movies. Um, when I grew up, I wanted to see the world, uh, drive nice cars and have groupies. But most importantly, <laughs> there was a very specific point in time where I remember that I wanted to be Christy Amaguchi because she was just the figure. <laughs> I know, very, very far left field. I wanted to be Christy Amaguchi. Um, and then I realized that's weird. So I figured being an artist would be cool. And then comics was like a form that came naturally to me. So I settled on into that. And now I'm here, thankfully. I'm, I love that. I feel like everybody, everybody who is like kooky and chaotic today wanted was obsessed with figure skating at one point. Oh my God, yes. Yeah, I definitely was. I had that too. I think because they were so, it was so pretty. Yeah. It was such a pretty thing to watch the dresses, the mm. twirls, the buns. Like Ice Princess, like loved it. But wait, more importantly, and it was the blades for me, cause you're pretty. Yes. But then all that. Yeah. On skates, like you could kill somebody with that. I'm sorry. Hold up. I love that. I never know what you're gonna say. Um, <laughs> it's like it's exciting. It's scary. I just love it. And as an Aries, like I just thrive on that. So I love that. I never know what you're gonna say because I would never guess you would have said that. And oh. I love it. Um, <laughs> I really do. Um, so next question: How did you get started as a cartoonist? I love this question. Um, not um being biased because I help with these questions, but I do love this question because <laughs> um as somebody who was into cartoons and stuff like that, it's rare it's not rare, but you know well, it is we're gonna get into the school thing that you see go. black women in it. Mm-hmm. So that's so exciting. Um so what how did you get started? I mean, I don't know. It's difficult. You know, I was a a wee black child in elementary school who decided that, you know what, it would be really cool <laughs> to take the cartoons that I've already watched and, I don't know, act like I made up the stories myself and put them on paper. So I, like, have this distinct Aww. memory <laughs> of copying that that SpongeBob episode where he misses that bus at oh the end. Iconic. Yes. So I, like, drew that <laughs> over and over, but then, like, put a spin on it because I was obsessed with Hamtaro, the, animal, the anime about the hamsters at the time. So I was like, we'll just be yes. Hamtaro hamsters and, you know, we all missed the bus and da 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 um, And then I realized, like, you know, people actually can make up stories and write them on paper and draw them on paper and, and do that. So kind of pursued that on and off. Um, but, like, as a start, I feel like I didn't really super feel like a cartoonist until... And we we gonna get a little more into this a little later. The <laughs> folks at the New Yorker reached out to me like a couple of three or four mm. years ago, and that was like super exciting because you know I'd been doing like the I made a zine here and there, but that was like whoa, where did you find me? Why do I get to do comics for you guys now? And the store is just open for me to do comics whenever. So like being a fetus and then stressing out about it in middle and high school and then finally saying, mom, I want to go to art college and doing that thing and uh, grinding, grinding until I was, uh, what, are they, what are they called? Discovered. 
as they are. I love that. I love that you were so creative and like your imagination was just running wild and it's just like landed you in such a, a awesome, like cool, like position in life. Like that's just so amazing to me. And Sabria mentioned earlier, like certainly you are the only, well, one, you're the only cartoonist I know, but every <laughs> time I've seen cartoonist representation, like when you go like behind the episode, I've never seen a woman and I've never seen a black person and here you are a black woman doing this work. So I love to know like what challenges do you face being a black cartoonist, black woman cartoonist? Um, <laughs> this ties back into the New Yorker a little bit and I hope that I still get to mm. do work for them. I think a challenge is just like being given the chance to do the work. Like I mm. said, I feel like when the New Yorker job came around, it was Right when the pandemic started, right after lockdown started, right when all the protests around George Floyd was happening. And so there was a 50-50 feeling of like, I deserve this, but also like right now is the time that it seems that arts publications are really just trying to pander to that black dollar. Like, all right, Black Lives Matter, so let's hire a couple people. Um, But like outside of that, nothing. But maybe I'm just oblivious, you know? I'm in my own corner. I'm trying to grind, y'all. Um, That's how you got to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, um, I love that. And I feel like that's why you are so successful as well. And you do deserve it, by the yes, way. Like, you do. I do feel like it may have opened like the window or open the door for opportunities, but that's because the door was shut before Mm -hmm. because of systemic problems. So it's like you got there because you were talented and then some opportunity is opportunity. Absolutely. Exactly. Um, so next question, what artistic accomplishments are you most proud of? Most proud of. Mm. I want to do it. That's easy. Okay. So, Back in the before times, and I wish I had an actual year, I could have put this down on paper, but my collaboration, my um, Cats Against Cat Calling Line with Philadelphia Printworks is my crown jewel as of right now until I get my other stuff started. But that collab was incredibly impactful because Marianne Pugh, who I hope is listening to this because I'm going to send you this episode, girl. Hi. Hello. Um, reached out to me after seeing me at a Philly zine fest that I hadn't even actually paid a tape paid to table at and was just kind of like hanging out with another cartoonist friend of mine, Benji Nate, who's doing really incredible work. Uh, read girl juice. If you aren't, um, and she was like, you want, you want some table space? And I was like, sure. So I threw down some stickers there and like, Lo and behold, Mary Ann was there, had picked up a couple stickers, and a couple weeks later, she reached out to me and said, hey, we're doing this artist series, would love to collaborate with you around any sort of social justice issue that you'd like. And at the time, I was really getting tired of all the street harassment, ladies. You know how exhausting that is. Mm. And so yes. to be able to like put this feline face to this really annoying mm, intrusive fact of life it was really exciting especially because you know it's like black woman to black woman and I don't know I just feel like we always look out for each other so that was like my first real gig and the my most excited like the thing the accomplishment I'm most excited about for sure 
That's how I was introduced to your work. Um, Sabria had actually, I remember, like, she shared that website with me. It was, like, Cats Against Cat Calling. Was it mm-hmm. that? Yes. Yes. I remember that and the t-shirts and, like, it was, like, kind of giving me, like, Josie and the Pussycat vibes yes. a bit. Like, just as far as, like, if I could, like, frame, like, that, the old school cartoon, like, back yeah. in, what was it, like, the 70s? Yeah. It was really cool. Yes, head of So I was just um that's when I first was introduced to your work and I'm like, wow, like she's doing it. Like that's really cool. Yes. And like that is gonna go into the next question that Iman's gonna ask you. Cause I when we started this podcast, I was we both were very adamant about uh, like black femmes helping us like build our brand. Like because um Iman and I both live by um Issa Rae's quote saying like you have to work across yes and um you and I both we are the same alumni um and I'm like there is <laughs> say alumni that's so funny like we really got degrees for real but um I was like so adamant about reaching out to the few black people that I met at um School of Visual Arts and I'm like I want to make it my mission to work with these people in some capacity and I'm like you and I both from Philly and it's not a coincidence that we met there at that school so I'm like what uh who I'm like I know exactly who (laughs) yeah yeah, we know exactly who to work with. And also, like, just want to give a shout out to our girlfriend, Jamise from the Betty Be Great. You also oh designed God. her logo. Yes. So it's like you, it's true, like, community. Like, we don't play about supporting. Um. So, yeah, let's get into that next question. Because Sabria just mentioned, like, it's no coincidence that y'all both are from Philly. Y'all both are Black girls. Y'all both went to the same school. So what are your honest opinions on art school? Did going to do going to an art school benefit you? And if so, in what ways? And you can feel free to answer whichever way you'd like. Okay. So was it a benefit? <laughs> yes. Got to meet you, Sabria. Got to meet you, Aman. Had I not been in New York, would have not known my boo. However, in all honesty, huh, okay, I'm sorry. I'm trying to gather my thoughts because I'm about to just yell about tuition and student loans and the fact of the matter is that specifically for art school you can learn so much on youtube now it feels almost ridiculous that i need to pay a specific person bajillion dollars to sit there and i don't know hunker down but i will say it's about the connections and the experience like i wouldn't have been able to live in new york had i not gone to art school. I could have not been able to meet the people and go do the things that I wanted to do and have the experiences I did had I not gone to art school. Um, but I also recognize that like times are changing and you really can't be self-sufficient with a couple of skill shares, um, good old elbow grease and uh, hunkering down in a studio or an office, you know, once twice a week for a couple of hours to learn some skills and it's not even like you have to I just hate the for-profit model you know this is when my yeah. uh my socialism comes out it's like this shit should be free like i'm about to be yeah, yeah. your world sluts like pay me i definitely agree <laughs> i definitely yeah. definitely agree and also us being like one of the few only black kids it was just um honestly it was something 
superhero. <laughs> I was the only black woman cartoonist in my graduating class. And yeah, when I, was I look at my yearbook. Go. Oh no, your 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 um group was smaller than um your major was smaller than us. So you're right, you were. Yes. Like mm-hmm. I look through that yearbook and I think, oh, they were a year younger than me. Oh, they were a year younger than me. Oh, it was me and only me. So School of Visual Arts, if you're listening right now, thank you. But also <laughs> reparations, please. Would appreciate it. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, my chat. That's not easy. That's just not psychologically. That's not easy to be the only like psychologically. That's how, how in the whole of New York city and the country, like how were you the only. (sighs) And again, it was just in my class. So I can't be mad that, you know, other black cartoonists weren't born a year earlier. I'm talking about you, Ren, if you're listening as well, I'm going to name drop you. Also got to do some bomb work with the New Yorker. Love you, babe. Um, but <laughs> it is what it is. And yeah, there was only one of me, apparently, in 2015 that wanted to go to SVA for cartooning. So, bloop, bloop. Well, you know what's crazy? My roommate did cartooning. She realized she was she was the only, she complained about being the only black woman there. <gasps> then she switched to film, and then she just dropped out. I'm screaming. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> Oh yeah, about the only thing, and I remember. I now I re- I'm starting to remember you saying that, um, and I was the only um black woman uh, in screenwriting. So um, <laughs> I feel you with that one. Ooh. I definitely feel you. If anything, um, this should be a call to action to anybody, any black woman waiting to go do a thing. Just do it. Go to college and do the thing. Yeah. If you won't, no pressure, but just be out there. It's cool. Have a good time. Please. Please. I'm begging. Just be out there. Do your thing. <laughs> be the first. Yes. Be the only. Yeah. So next question. I love, I keep on saying I love this question, but I, I think it's because, and you know this is a compliment. It's because you remind me of a cartoon. Like you live and breathe, car, like you are a cartoon. And I understand being a cartoon. So I feel like we can ask you fun questions and it's so exciting because this is like we're gonna get a cartoon response i'm screaming <laughs> so and i and i love that that's very exciting for me because i had a very intense day at work so this is so exciting um <laughs> so <laughs> next <laughs> enough about me um what inspired your signature blue hair well um, let me just preface this. Has any have either of you seen Pooties Hang? Of course. <laughs> okay. So fun. Because you're not my Demi. Why do I say? Sign up pussy up any time. So fun fact about me, I ran through that VHS like crazy. And I fell in love with Wanda Sykes' character, Biggie Shorty. Because homegirl, <laughs> not knowing that she could have possibly been, you know, um, archetyped as a lady of the evening, definitely wasn't. But was like, oh, you can do that? And then Lil' Kim. And I was like, wait, you can do that? But most importantly, Sabria, you're absolutely right. I want to be a cartoon. So, like, over time... I was like, oh, you know who else has blue hair? Boma from Dragon Ball. And you know who else has blue hair that I love? Sailor Neptune from Sailor Moon. And most importantly, mm-hmm. Marie Kanker from Ed and Nettie. And she was crazy. So I wanted yes. to be <laughs> that person. I don't know what it was about the color. I don't know 
why yes i do it's my favorite color i'm pisces y'all throw that back out there too like um so very much into the 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 aquatic themes mm. and i don't know blue just stuck for me like it went through different it's colors so you. it really is like and it got to the point where like i'm coming up with a different hair color at work and people would be like oh that's nice when are you going to go back to blue? I was like, whoa, okay. All right, everybody. Thank you for letting me know that you're expecting a specific image um, in six Ooh, weeks. you. Yeah, I am blue. Yeah, it's very you. Especially the green and blue eyebrow transition. Don't think I didn't know that. notice it. I didn't. <laughs> it looks so good. You be zooming in on my pictures. I appreciate you. Do you dye your eyebrows? So this time around, I actually did. I bleached and dyed my eyebrows because... It is the last year of my 20s, and I decided to do something kooky. Um, but before that, nah, like a good old Ben Nye Lumiere cream or eyeshadow would do the trick. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I love that. As somebody who has a signature hair color, it's just black. I'm like, I get it. I see you as a car, because that's why I do it, too. So I want to be a cartoon. <laughs> so I see you. I see you. Okay. I feel seen. <laughs> I feel so seen. I'm so excited. I'm so excited <laughs> that we got a chance to know the why behind your boo here. I feel like that was the biggest mystery. Like if that's I had true. a 2020 episode, that's what I would cover. <laughs> um, wow. It was because I love it. I love it from the beginning. Um, next question. What is your overall goal as an artist? So everything I do is to satisfy. This is going to sound really I'm going to edit myself. It's not going to sound like anything. I want to do everything that I dreamed of doing when I was in middle school because I feel like that's when I was the most unhinged and when mm. all of the story ideas went wild and out of control and had, like, this fake pregnancy and this drama outline and blah, 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 blah. So my overall goal as an artist is to create these crazy stories that really reflect the vast experiences of my friends of multicultural backgrounds and such and then also just like wish fulfillment like I want to be able to create things that I'm satisfied with that I want to do um that I feel uncomfortable with because I don't think I'll be good at it or <sighs> to express to release to decompress to redirect all my anger to Beyonce, mostly. Um, <laughs> and I'm just here to have a good time. So mostly just telling stories that will make me chuckle um, and will make other people chuckle and feel seen, while also hopefully by modeling, like doing whatever I want to let other Black women and femmes know that they too can do whatever they want without apology. Because who would be hurting if I write my little, my little gay romances? I ain't hurt nobody. Shoot. <laughs> You're helping people, actually. That's true. Exactly. I never thought about it like that. Thank you. Yeah, helping people. People need their people need different stories. Like that's the thing. Whatever you have unhinged in your mind is one hundred percent times better than the same trashy, recycled, corny, boring story that keeps putting put out and keeps being funded and leveraged. So I just feel like when I know, just knowing that you got some chaotic ideas brewing in your head makes me happy. Yes. Uh -huh. Um. Also, sidebar, because you know you gave me all those stickers to put on my hydroplast. 
people I keep on getting compliments about them. Ah, that makes me so she excited. She never gave me. Well, you never she came never to my house. She never gave me the stickers. So you can come to my house and Sabria says you gave her stickers for me and she never gave them to me. I'm hoarding those stickers. I'm like, but, but I just, <laughs> I literally, I'm like, I still have those stickers. Like, I only give them out if I know people gonna use them. But I obviously, I have to give Iman a sticker because she is Black Girl Brunch. So yeah, like come on, it's Black Girl Brunch stickers. Sabria, first of all, I need to I'm give you some of the podcast. Ones. You are part of the podcast. In fact, that should be split 50 50. Y'all, mm, mm, mm. well, actually, 30 30 30. Because Eric deserves no, some because, stickers too. In Period. my defense, Iman would have put them up somewhere and been like, oh, I, I, I actually have some use for the stickers right now. You do. Yeah. Which is what you're allowed to have them. So I have this hydro flask from my old <laughs> <Not> company. What is... <laughs> <laughs> what, so I have a hydro flask from my old company and I love the flask, but I want to cover the company's logo because I'm no longer there wow. and I don't want any questions. And guess what would cover it perfectly? Stickers. Black girl stickers. So Period. that's what I really want them for. And like, I have to have a case. If I wanted to stick them on my damn forehead, that would have been <laughs> That's so true. I really was. They like, they on my um my bookcase um, slash TV I, stand. That's not, okay. Sabria, that's the dark side of Sabria. She hand it out. I'm, you know, I'm also have to do my own sticker campaign. Whoa, I'm going to make my own black of all, we are I know what you're doing. I know you're interviewing This is an interview. Back. Yeah. Yeah, and I need you to now get my work up? out there. Get the it's a stick up. I'm about to come through the house and get the stickers. I gave stickers to Savvy. Um, oh, Savvy got them on her her laptop. Mm, yeah, oh, they know that. Okay, they're in good hands. They're with Savvy. Savvy. Oh. I love you. All right, I beef you. over. Beef over. We love you, Savvy. Moving on. Squash. Um, so <laughs> the last question here is, um, also I feel honored because I got to come to your chateau and see your workroom. So <laughs> I've seen like some stuff you're working on. So <laughs> then the, the last question over here is, what are you currently working on? Okay, so what I'm currently working on is a my first webcomic. Um, very excited. I did a one shot two years ago called Night Things, a little black and white 28 pager about two teenage witches that go to their Valentine's Day dance and shenanigans ensue. Ha ha. But now I get to work <laughs> on my webcomic, which is called The Gang's All Here, and it's about three estranged high school friends. Because, you know, high school drama happens um, after college to see their favorite punk pop band play on their reunion tour because I'm a Fallout Boy fan and, you know, I gotta gotta bring in those feels to, to any sort of drama. So that is like, I'm slowly chipping away at that with hopes of perhaps getting it completed in 2025, which is two years from now. And that sounds crazy, but it's gonna get done. And then the other thing I'm working on, most importantly, is preparing for this damn art show on March 16th at Concourse Dance Bar, ladies. Um, Yes, I'm getting my ticket right now. I'm so excited. I'm excited for you, too, because it's going to be a damn good time. So it is a Raw Artists um, Creative Culture Network showcase that will be held at Concourse Dance Bar March 16th. I will give you all the information, but long story short, I will be there. Other fabulous visual artists, musicians, poets, performers, fashion designers will all be under one roof for a, uh, how long is it? Like a four hour pop-up event. 
So there will be food, there will be fun, and there will be me. And if you come, you get to see my beautiful face, some new merch that I have decided to put out, and a couple of uh, mini zines that I am actually hastily getting sent off to the printer as we speak. So those are the two biggins. Hope to see you there or be square, Philadelphians. I'll fight you. Yes, that promo. I love it. A plus. <laughs> Yes, amazing. <laughs> but um, I love that you're always working on something big. And also, sidebar, I do still owe you work, but that's another story. Um, <laughs> Listen, we'll yeah. get into. <laughs> I mean, can I, can I, can I name the name of the of the what is it the screenplay? Can I, can I name it? Is Not, that a You can't say the name. I didn't, pay, I didn't, uh, didn't patent it yet, but. There's definitely a collab in the works. Like I owe this woman work. So yeah, like you, you all just wait. I'm about to, <laughs> we about to get real, real emotional up in these streets. <laughs> a Frank and Femme exclusive. <laughs> yes. But that's so exciting. That's the one thing that I have always admired about you. How you always have a project. Like. I don't care if you say that you didn't finish it. The fact that you have a project just like in the works, like I love that. That is an artist. Like that Aww. is a, a true artist. I love that. Thank you. Absolutely. And I'm really excited about that showcase. Like I will absolutely be there. I feel like these are the type of events that I'm always looking for um, to happen in a city. Like these are the things that I like. Like you said, all these different creatives under one roof. Amazing. Amazing. Yes. Like, honestly, I'm excited to rub um, elbows and take a bunch of business cards. It's going to be crazy. I don't know. I've never been to an event like this before. So I'm just like, it's going to be what it's going to be. And I know I'll we'll be exhausted afterwards. <laughs> good, good, John. And guess what? We'll share the um, the poster on <gasps> our social. So um, for the folks listening based in Philly or around Philly, uh, you'll get a chance to um, learn a little bit more. Yes. Thank you, lady. All right. So let's get into this or that, shall we? Yes, okay. drum roll, please. No. This or that. And brr, don't be scared. It's fun. It's exciting. It's fun and exciting. So the you first... gagging people. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the first this or that. I, I'm excited for this answer because um, I'm just, you know, excited for it. Um, So this or that. Manga or anime. That's not there because <laughs> basically oh my stomach wow it's flip-flopping oh wow my stomach is doing percolator right now okay wait wait okay my brain is like what's the right answer there is no right answer also y'all talking to a bisexual this is hard i can't choose just one it's both so can i mm, no it's this or that is this or, i know my i know my answer and I don't think a lot of people gonna like it, but I want to know what your answer is. You a little scared to I'm say it. I'm scared. I'm scared to say it. Okay. You say it. Say what it. Is. Say what it is. Shake the is. table. What does your table? gut say? My gut says. Because I know what my gut says. I love me some anime, but I know the manga be the source material, and I do be loving the Period. individual pages. But sometimes. Period. But then you know what? It depends, though. Because, like, Mm-mm. certain manga be adapting this anime, and it be like, whoa. Why you do that like that? That's not how that's supposed to go. I should have just sat here and not watched this. But I guess it, at the end of the day, I guess it is going to be anime because um, mm. I like to do stuff while I watch and do stuff. Uh, You're right. Okay. I, you know? Okay. Okay. 
I understand when you put it that way. Yes. I definitely understand when you put it that way. But I'm a I'm a type I like to uh, flick the pages, you know. Ugh. Flick, flick, flick. Yes. <laughs> You're totally correct. I'm gonna go, go with Naruto. Yes. <laughs> but wait, am exactly. I do you wanna read it or do you be watching choice. it? You be hitting it with the soya, 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 soya. I'll be watching it. I'll hey. be watching it. You be hitting that tonight. And I think block. that's so funny. Because people have been telling me to get into it for years, and I haven't. And Iman instantly got into it. I love it. It's about ambition and never, yes. never quitting, and yes. always believing in yourself. Oh my god! And See, I don't winning. like anime like that. I only like manga. Wait, so what you be reading? I, I really, um, Junji Itu, and oh. I got a um, what is it? A boy, shh, a boy love manga. Oh, her. We love some BL in this bitch. Yeah, okay, yeah. Sabrina's a spooky bitch, but Amon, I get it. <laughs> like, you love being uplifted and motivated, and, like, you probably get real excited when they start crying through tears, and you like Rock Lee, yes. don't you? You like Rock Lee? You met Rock Lee yet? I, 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 Rock Lee be carrying shit. <laughs> I also like when Naruto, when you look like he be down, he be, like, jittering on the ground, but his head, he's like, I can't let him down. I can't yeah. let Sensei down. <laughs> I have to get up. And he turned into that fucking fox and started whipping everybody. Yes, yes, yes. He be he be going like it's like I bet like, it's no way he getting out of this. He definitely dying. And so, you know he get up. He, uh, 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 uh. he like wipe his mouth and yes. just start running real fast. I'm like, where did that come from? Oh I'm like, God. what chakra was that? Oh, 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 no. No. I'm screaming. But also, you know what? Yeah. It is and even deeper. And I like Sasuke too. <gasps> Goodbye. I gotta leave. I gotta I'm, leave a, I'm the type I'm of bitch that probably would name my child Sasuke because I like that name. Stop! <laughs> you don't like Nah, I'm a Shikamaru girl. Everything is a drag. I love him. He's my favorite. <laughs> That's a drag. You're absolutely right, babe. Let me sit in your shade for a minute. Yes, thank you. <sighs> oh my gosh. All right, the next, the next this is it. Is vampire or mermaid? It's only one right answer. <laughs> Am I allowed to cuss on this podcast? Girl, you don't listen to us. That's a Come fucked on. up question. That is incredibly fucked up. So just for perspective, y'all, just for perspective. I consistently tweet about, I'm going to write a vampire story. Oh, I love Blade. Oh, I love Vampire Diaries. And as you could not tell, Pisces, blue hair, mermaid aesthetic. How... What's the best of both worlds? I did that on purpose. Yeah, I did that on purpose. Drawing. I want you to know that I did that on purpose. She did that to make to things me. simple. Who are you? Like, who are you on the inside? Are you a vampire or are you a mermaid? Which one are you? See, that's not fair though, because <laughs> in my heart, I'm queen of the damned, but I know I'm Laguna Blue. You know, you know. Yeah, it's hard. Oh gosh, so I'm gonna say vampire because I love Aaliyah, and at the end of the day, um, I like to bone and I don't know if you could do that as a mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good point. That's such I'm a good point. That's such a good point. Okay. I'm they sure they have their ways. But like I mean, yeah, you're right. Like I feel like you like what you like, so I, I, I agree with the vampire thing. I definitely see you more as a vampire. Yeah, I definitely you have vampire energy. Um I'm gonna ask you, you already know what I was picking too. You so is it, no a vampire <laughs> vampire energy i feel like you can get like i feel like you could probably run 
a hive of vampires. Like, I definitely could see that. Yeah, leader of the pack. But it's a different yeah. strand of vampires. Like, they y'all all, all everybody got colorful hair. And yeah. I was, like, like, girly pop. Girly pop vampires, yeah. as the kids say. Girly pop. Zany, pop, zany the zany uh, vampires. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. we all color coded. So we like, we like, um, shit. Never mind. Move I'm on. Def- Carry on. I'm definitely, I'm definitely under the sea. I knew even I, I was going to say her man. Wish I'm I under could the sea. Because <laughs> Iman loves sitting on the beach. So I knew she was going to say I really do with a cold beverage, a cold pop in my hand. <laughs> I love it. Here's another fucked up question. <laughs> Tattoos or piercings? So, would you two be shocked to know that I don't have any tattoos? Oh, yeah, I am actually shocked to know that. I feel like I did know that. I have zero tats. I'm a piercing girl. Um, so that was easy. That was the easiest question so far. Damn. Um, I think that I can't figure out an image to commit to. Mm. Like, what I want on my body. But also... On the same tip, I definitely get like a tattoo of my cats. So maybe I just need to think about what's important enough to go on my you body. You need to animate it yourself. Mm. You need to do it like I feel like that would be really cool. Yeah, like why not do child, please? Come on. You have an opportunity here. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely tattoos because um I, yeah. I'm not a piercing person for myself, but I do love piercings. I think they're cool. Yeah, they are cool. I'm definitely I have more tattoos than I do here. Then I have Pearson, so you sure do. Are you getting more? Yeah, I'm getting. I think I wanted a second um hole on my nose on the other nostril. Ooh. But I'm definitely more um tattoo. I feel like I got a tattoo personality too. Hmm. So the last question. This is kind of random. Um, c- city life or cabin life? Whoa. Okay. Great question. Damn, I don't know. So, like, I live in West Philly right now. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you, the police be like, wee you, wee you, wee you, once you're the week. <laughs> that cabin be looking real, real beautiful. However, <laughs> yeah, real. as an mm-hmm. unfortunate Joss Whedon fan, I have seen Cabin in the Woods, okay? And so, I don't want to accidentally stumble into a basement wherein I find some sort of device to start the apocalypse. Mm. And not that that would happen if I moved out into a cabin. <laughs> City cabin. You know what? Let's go for it. Green open pastures. Give me those Lincoln logs. I'll say cabin. I will say cabin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't be afraid. Do You got to do what you want to do. Yeah, I- Give me those Lincoln logs. I'm gonna definitely say city. Um, if the dream world with safety, yes, because um, <laughs> I love walking around the city and I love the ability to get to what I want very quickly. Like if it were up to me, I would go everywhere by foot. I wouldn't ever get in a car. I, hear I that. love walking. Yeah, I agree. I would definitely say uh, a nice, safe city. Like, yeah, it's a city that doesn't exist. But yeah, because the cabin, <laughs> I feel like I and I get cold. Yes, but wait. So delicious wood fires just crackling in that 
Okay. I feel like I would fall asleep with the fire on, then boom, oh, no cabin. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Boom, no cabin, no Sabrina, no nothing. Mm, ashes, ashes. Exactly. So I know myself, I need to turn the switch. I need to turn the switch, need to turn the dial to turn up the, yeah, like, mm-mm. none of that. But yeah, that was, you survived, this or that. That was a very fun this or that. Come yes, on. I agree. Holy I really crap. agree. Whew. All right, so that was this or that. Let's get into some tea time. So this week's tea time, because we have a cartoonist on the show, how often does that happen? We're mm-hmm. going to get into some cartoons, comic conversations, because like we all love cartoons. Like That's the thing we all love. Um, me and Sabrina talk about this all the time. Anytime there's a new animation, cartoon, um, we, we're talking about it. Like, And people always told me when I was a kid, I was going to grow out of this. They was like, you're not going to want to watch cartoons all the time when you get older hmm, that's a lie i still like <laughs> cartoons so um i also feel like it's just uh the new aged adults like we never i think adult cartoons are such a huge part of our like childhood that we just our generation never grew out of it so i'm sure like a bunch of listeners um probably like cartoons too so we're gonna talk about that today um so let's get into why do we all still like cartoons and comics on animation content as adults um i could go first so i'm gonna say oh my god everybody's so well behaved but um (laughs) i (laughs) i like cartoons because the stakes are low like when i (laughs) excuse me when i graduated um college and i was like real depressed and I felt like everything was against me and I didn't want to watch anything with conflict in it. And I was like, I know what I can watch. And I'm like, I'm going to get back into my cartoon bag. Um, So I feel like cartoons are something like that you can always count on to just like make you feel warm and fuzzy. And just like, it's kind of, it's very comforting. It's like a hug, like going back to, shows that you watched when you were a kid or even watching new things it's just and you can learn like lessons from it because when I had um graduated college I like binged watched the new strawberry shortcake <gasps> and it was so freaking sweet as strawberry shortcake itty bitty adventures yeah I think I remember we was talking about it because I was uh I was posting about it on Tumblr and I watched it it's such a sweet show and it really shows you about friendship and things like that and like how you know having your girls back and like no matter what and like my friend is making a mistake and I don't like it but you know I still care about them and I'm like you it's so sweet it just helps me see like the good in the world so like that what like excites me about cartoons also there's adult cartoons like Bob's Burgers and stuff like that and I like watching those because I just like the look of it um but like when I really want to be in my wholesome bag I'd be like you know what let me get on that uh let me see let me try some new shit you know (laughs) yeah I I think the reason why I like cartoons so much is because like the world is very heavy Yes. Like I think life used to be life in and it's very heavy and when I'm watching a cartoon, I feel like it's all about the simple 
things in life. It's all about the simple things. Like the other day I was having a bad day and it's so funny because I be so tight when I have a bad day. I be Googling, I be on Reddit, like what to do when you have a bad day. <laughs> um, and it was like, <laughs> watch TV. And I was like, all right, I'll give that a try. Um, and I was like, I need something that's going to distract me. So I start watching Anastasia, the cartoon um, animation uh, Anastasia. I always liked it. I didn't watch it in a while. And after the movie was over, I'm like, it worked. It literally worked. I feel better because like I completely disconnected. And that's what I like about cartoons. It just takes you out of like seriousness of adulthood and real life. And it brings you into like very simplistic uh, themes, but also very important themes in life about like, you know, what's, what's right. I feel like, I mean, obviously... And cartoons like Family Guy and Bob's Burgers, like <laughs> Rick and Morty. Like, I actually really like those cartoons too. Like, but we're talking about like, hey, Arnold, it's always like yes. the basic lesson that you need to have as like, that you forget as an adult, but are still important. And there's a reason why these things were a part of it. But let's flip to the dark side. Let's go to, I'm sorry, Family Guy be cracking me up. <laughs> Whoa, Family God, Guy is funny. <laughs> I, Peter be killing me. Like, Peter, Rick, and Morty, like, it's just so freaking funny to me. Um, And I think that, like, a cartoon can bring to life ideas that you would never be able to bring to life if it were real life. Like, the way they animate. Like, that chicken scene, Stewie versus Brian fighting. Like, a lot of stuff, you could never make that happen between a baby and a dog. No. <laughs> you could never make that happen. All. And I feel so like that's, that's love it. super exciting for me. Um, like, that's why cartoons slap. <laughs> like, the fact that I don't got to pay a dog and a baby to duke it out, and I can just <laughs> animate that, John, and let people cackle at that is fantastic. Um, but even going back to exactly what you just said, Sabria, about, like, Itty Bitty Adventures and Hey Arnold, Amon, like, the very basic lessons of, like, be kind to one another permeate throughout all those damn episodes. Um, looking out for your girls, but also it's really pretty to look at. Really pretty. Um, yes, yes. Like it's just sometimes the artistry that goes along with it is just like, all right, I'm in a different place. Look at these beautiful clouds. They rendered the shit out those clouds, or listen to this laugh track, or wow, that wasn't a crazy ass spit take. Um, so I that that's what it does for me. It's just that escapism. It's the the artistry of it all. And at the end of the day, it's like, this isn't real. So no one's actually hurt, exactly. which is awesome. <laughs> yes, and like real. your imagination like mm-hmm. just runs wild. Because like, again, talking about adult cartoons, like I freaking think that nobody does adult cartoons better than DC. Like when it comes to adult <sighs> cartoons, DC has that shit on lock. And that's why when people like not trying to start a war or anything, but that's why when people like Marvel this, Marvel that, I'm like, no, y'all <laughs> don't know the shit that I know. Yeah. Like DC, they can animate the fuck out of something. Like Batman Beyond, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, Get me started. Batman oh my Beyond, God. First of all, that Batman Beyond is one of my favorite shows, period. Not mm. even just animation. Good yeah. ass stories. Yeah. Like just Dang. it's stuff that mm. even trans it aged well too. It it so really it's did. like not even like just period. That's my favorite, like one of like top five shows, period. So um like I feel like 
you can get more creative and more big with the story when um you animate things and it's yeah. so exciting to watch it's so exciting Yes, it is very exciting to watch, which is why I want to know what everyone's favorite cartoon is. Like, we can name, let's name three. Let's name three, because it's going to be impossible to name one. (laughs) I can go first, because I have kind of thought about it. All right, Iman, go. Go All right, so I'll start with Hey Arnold. Everybody know that's my favorite cartoon ever. Um, Why? Because when you grow up in the city, Mm-hmm. It's no city representation. Everybody yes. live in a suburb. Yes. And I used to wonder what was wrong with my house when I was a kid. I'm like, why my house now don't got like the pointy, you know, I used to be like, mom, where the chimney at? Because everybody made it like my home didn't exist. That's how powerful media is. I mm-hmm. live in this home, but I feel like it's not real because everybody on TV is having a different experience. Mm-hmm. So I just, I really hated that like as a kid. Um, but I love that Hey Arnold, not only they, they live in the city, he lived with his grandpa. I knew a lot of people that live with their grandparents. Like a lot of my cousins did. It was diverse. Like that yes. was diversity and inclusion. Yes. <laughs> like Hey Arnold. Um, I love that, the that Arnold was just so kind and chill he always wanted to do the right thing he always wanted to do the right thing and i just loved it um next we're going to get into the powerpuff girls yes, yes. Mom, i gotta be really joe which version the most recent reboot or back in the day 1999 back in the day mm-hmm, back in the day mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. me personally <laughs> i haven't really given the new one like the time of the day if we're gonna be honest like Fair. it's all it's it's always been about like the original, but I love them all. Like it wasn't, I felt like I saw myself in all the girls. I saw bub- myself in Bubbles. I'm definitely a Blossom. Like, let's be real. Mm-hmm. I'm like Blossom down, but I saw <laughs> myself in Bubbles and Buttercup a lot. Um, But I was always Blossom. And the professor, it's just a lot of really funny things happen on the Powerpuff Girls if you're paying attention. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes the professor would get really pissed off and like snap. <laughs> He's like, girls, take, go to bed you're like whoa you just kind of got real crazy and they could definitely beat your ass like that's so funny to think about um and then finally um pocahontas um i look whoa we're not gonna talk about whoa the historical act the animation though we're focusing on that but if we're gonna talk about something that took my breath away when i was a child like when pocahontas would like stand on a cliff and her hair would blow behind us and she would just be looking at y'all like y'all yes. I'm like this is like she this cartoon felt like she is beautiful that's how I mm. felt looking at that cartoon I got a, a, like I wanted everything I had the book bag I had the lunchbox like it just kind of changed everything I single-handedly wanted to be that princess that's it Girl, that's the only yes. princess I wanted to be yes yeah the- those are my three that's the three I can name right now I love so many cartoons though this is such a hard question because I was thinking about it because it says comics too. Yep. And oh, since God. I read comics, um, all right, so could I do like favorite cartoons and favorite comics? Yeah, you could do a mix and match of them. Okay, so cartoons, um, I did just say um Batman Beyond. Yes. Um, I actually want to rewatch that again. It's like amazing, such a great story. Um, that's why I'm like, when people are like, I'm not going to get too nerdy about it, but when people are like, oh, I don't like Batman, I don't like Bruce Wayne, I'm like, 
y'all don't know the Bruce Wayne that I know. <laughs> That's how I be feeling. I we really, really don't know him. I'm like, y'all don't know the Bruce Wayne that I know because Batman Beyond, that will make you fall in love with Batman. You know what? You're right. You with him. I didn't even think about it like that because he really is just a sweet old man in that one. He really is. And I'm like, you, okay, it's easy to say you, you don't like him because he is, he was born a billionaire. And like, it's so easy to say that, but like in the cartoons, in the comics, like he's actually a great guy. The only billionaire <laughs> besides Beyonce that like that I would defend. No, um, heard, noted, Fenty Beauty. Oh yeah, I forgot. I forgot Sorry. she is a billionaire. It's too late. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot she just became a billionaire. Um, the next one is. Oh, this is so hard. Um, I have to say. Sailor Moon. Beautiful. Um mm-hmm. Sailor mm-hmm. Moon is so beautiful. I have I have to figure out how to um when I was on Hulu, I don't have to do it. I in college I found I torrented and I like <gasps> downloaded like Same. all Same. of all of Sailor Moon. Um and I have rewatched it and I'm like, I love Sailor Moon. Obviously, not to be biased, Ray is my favorite. Um, Sailor Mars because that's my planet. Duh. Um, so <laughs> I love me some Ray Hino. Um, and Isagi, she's okay. Um, Stop! I Live love... Cancer Queen alone. <laughs> but I, no, that's the crazy thing. When you rewatch Sailor Moon, you're like, yo not okay so Sailor Moon she is different but like Yusagi when she's like herself I'm like yeah. yo she's so annoying okay um, so we have, they're but, in middle school dog of course she's gonna be annoying they're literal uh, children this, being like oh gotta say the world once again teehee I guess anyway <laughs> um I love Sailor Moon um it's so funny also um it's funnier when you get older um, and the next one. Okay. All right. So I'll do a comic. Oh my God. I'm looking at my comics right now. This is so hard. No, I want to do a cartoon. Okay. Um, Invader Zim. Oh, everybody. Nice. I feel like everybody knows that I love Invader Zim. Um, it's so funny because when Invader Zim first came out, I didn't like it. I thought, because I like stuff that was pretty. And I'm like, Invader Zim is not pretty. Like, why would I watch it? But it's actually really funny. And, um, who, the guy who, um, I don't know how to pronounce his name. John Invader Yes. Yes. That's how you pronounce his name. Because, you know, I be pronouncing stuff wrong. But, um. <laughs> I be screaming in the shower he, at both of y'all. I swear to God. Anyway. I, <laughs> I really. <laughs> <laughs> I read every um comic he had, which the title is crazy. Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. Yeah. Um but I lo- <laughs> I love um his humor and the fact that he was able to write Johnny the Homicidal Maniac and then write Invader Zim and then make it so where it's like kids can laugh at it and like mm. parents can laugh at it i really loved it like invader them is really so fucking funny when you re-watch it um it's hilarious i love it i feel like that cartoon like shaped my style like who i am mm. um yeah invader them i love it and also um what is this a wild card what i want to say um my favorite comic um, well, it's, I guess it, it still counts as a graphic novel, Watchmen. Mm. Watchmen is probably one of the best things I've ever read. Like, 
not even like comic wise, just in general, period. Like it is one of the best like things that I've ever read. Um, and I like I suggest people to read it. It's the reason why I love DC as much as I do. I'm about to say, um, you really are so DC yeah, girly. I'm DC the house down. Okay, ride or die. I have, I have a shelf of Batman comics like on my bookshelf. Um, but yeah, I love um Watchmen. I if you love comics, I feel like you should read that. Yeah, it's like, good. Okay, I'm about to have my comic card revoked. Who did that? Alan Moore. Or yes, he did. Okay. He did. Yo, he. Mm. Okay, this is where the cartoonist <laughs> nerd comes out. That motherfucker knows how to break down a nine by nine grid, and the way that he uses that paneling to get through his pacing drives me insane. I could never. I'm just like, how do you do that, sir? Um, <laughs> like that. Mm-mm. Gotta learn. Gotta learn. Um, all delicious choices, lady. All great choices. I'm gonna just bust <laughs> out with my. Um, First cartoon, which will be Totally Spies. Um, absolutely yes. obsessed. Yes! <laughs> Great actually, choice. Yes. Mwah. She, mm, they, it <laughs> was fantastic. And the fact that we got to watch them grow into young adulthood and go to college was like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> They're really doing that. Um, and I was just watching a YouTube video that was like, do you know why we had this show? It's because everybody was super obsessed with like Charlie's Angels at the time. So they were like, do this. And I was mm. like, oh, thank you, uh, Drew Barrymore and sweet, delicious Lucy Lou. And you cannot forget my good <laughs> Diaz. We appreciate you for doing the work that you did to get that show started. Yeah. Um, I guess my second favorite, I can't stop thinking about it. So I'm just going to name drop this comic. Um, Wash Day Diaries, written by Jamila Rouser and Robin... Smythe, which is like an expansion upon Wash Day, which was like a, a one shot about these women in New York, these black women, Afro-Latina women in New York, just living their lives and being best friends. And if you ever really want to read a comic about black womanhood and community and sisterhood, I honestly recommend you both read it. I will drop a link oh, into ooh, the chat. Say, I'm, I'm, I'm Googling it right now. Attend, you got my attention. Gorgeous. Like that it, ugh, I just felt so seen and heard. And it's like, you talk about not seeing black women cartoonists. Well, we're fucking here. And they're coming out in full force right now. Um, I love it. So dropping that in there. Literally one of my favorites right now. Yep, look it up. On, I found it on Amazon. Yes, please purchase. Um, And then, what was my third? I don't know. What is my third? It's hard. So I'm just rapid fire off some stuff that I remember that hold that I hold dear and near to my heart just to like get some nostalgia for the listeners. Uh let's see. Angela Anaconda, Brace Face, Teen, uh, Rocket Power. It was always a good one. Cat Dog, Rocco's Modern Life. Um, Mm. I love all of the shit. What's the other one? Crap, 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 crap. All of the Monster High movies and films, okay? That's my jam. Yes. I watched that <laughs> religiously one summer and was like, oh, okay. Uh, Barbie, Life in the Dream House on Netflix. Watch it. It is, it's Are, hilarious. Yes, yes, like, yes. That, I already watched it. I was crazy. I was like, y'all did this <laughs> for kids and I'm sitting it. here. Enjoy. Please enjoy. And then, what's the last one that I'm thinking about? I don't know. 
Gotta sing it out, ladies. I'm sorry. What am I thinking about? <laughs> not the break, not the pop star breakdown. <laughs> Gotta break it down. Say, ooh, 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 what cartoons do I like? I don't know. That was beautiful. Uh, yeah, all of them. So anything basically that was on Cartoon Network. Oh, and then like drawn together. Do you remember that, John, on Comedy Central? Yes, I remember. Yes. <laughs> I remember that. Let me look it up. It was look real that raunchy. Yes. Let me look oh, it South Park. It was like a reality show. Oh, yeah, South Park. Oh, I, I do like remember this. Everybody. This was real random. I, yes. really, yeah, I do remember real this. Real random. Um. So, yeah. Was Sorry, everybody. You definitely said top three, but I said mm, 12. Enjoy 12. You know what? You took, you took us home. You took us home. And since we're just rattling off, I gotta, I gotta say, as told by Ginger, that really <gasps> that did some things. That remi- oh. it reminds me of Iman as told by Ginger. I don't know I why. It. I never. I felt like I was Ginger because Ginger was like cool enough, but also low key a weirdo. And that was me. That was me yes. at every school I was at. Like I was always like chilling, but also accessible to any yes. I wanted to be. And she just was nice. She was a nice her mom was lit too and her little brother was evil. Oh God, um but brother. y'all we're gonna wrap this up because we got some cartoon heads and we can go on forever. <laughs> also Oops. Elena we're just uh, what we're gonna do is we're gonna skip to sunken place because <gasps> we weren't really that angry with anything. Or do you want to talk about it briefly? No do you want to talk about no you know what? It's fine. I I understand. I understand. I get it. And no, you know what? You gotta do what we gotta do. So now we're gonna. You sound no, 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 no. So not disappointed. Do a I was round. just like, okay, speed round. Uh, okay, um, all right. Speed round. <laughs> all right, because I feel like our common sense is is it's just it's just it's just um girthy, you know. Ooh. I hate to use that <sighs> word. Say that again, but so proper warning. But um, it's very girth. It has a lot of girth to it, and I think it's um, it needs to be said. It needs to be covered. Um, and we, we can need save to- it. Yeah. Honestly, it's the same shit we always complain about. So tune in, <laughs> tune in next week. <laughs> um. So for common senses, right. This is the opportunity of a lifetime. We have three black women from Philly who were unconventional, but we grew up in Philly. You know what I mean? It's like we love the grit that comes with the city, but undeniably it has been challenging because sometimes that grit can turn around and bite you in your ass. Mm-hmm. So um, just wanted to talk about our experiences growing up as quirky black girls and now women in the city and like how that has like just shaped us. So let's get started. Let's all share our experiences being quirky black girls. I can start. Yes. I'll get, us, I'll get us kicked off get with us that, kicked off. you know. So, like, I always share that the I hate when people deny my, my like, my path. You know what I mean? Like, they see who you are now. They see you kind of, quote, unquote, got it going on. They see the confidence. They see the rose come up from the concrete. And they don't actually understand, like, no, this is not... I have controlled my narrative to get to this point as an adult. But being a child, this was not what it was like. Like growing up in North Philly, being a bit of a more of a like black sheep type of a person, like I'd never really was received well from like, like even in my family, I felt like a bit of an outlier sometimes just because of the fact that like I would like talk to myself and I would like play with like all these different toys just differently I I, my mom kind of sheltered me so I didn't listen to some of the music that was hot like I was literally 
a child. You know, I was a child. I was watching Lizzie McGuire. I was wearing these Skechers. And it's just <laughs> like, sounds normal, right? To anybody listening. But when you are growing up in an environment where other children don't get robbed of their innocence, and when even some adults don't understand innocence, it can make you feel like a bit of a target even as a child simply for being yourself. And then you want to add in being taller than everyone else. It's like now you become a target because people you're just more visible physically. So it's just like growing up, it always was this like pressure to conform. But then when it comes to how I am physically, it's just like I couldn't conform because like you literally can't shrink yourself. So I always grew up feeling like people... Um, wanted to push me into this persona because of my physical appearance. You know, it's like, oh, because you are bigger than everyone else, I want to make you like the the big loser or the big dummy or like this person. And I kind of had to like fight back against that my whole life. Like, and Sabria has like, is one of the very few people in my life who got to see me in both and both lights. Not like she has viewed me that way, but she saw how like other folks tried to treat me, like how they tried to play in my face, like growing up and how that honestly did chip away at who I am in the core. Because sometimes like now that I feel safe to be myself, quote unquote, most times, I start to get back to who I actually am. And like, I'm like, I'm not really an angry person. I'm not really like a violent person. I'm actually a really silly, easygoing person, but like certain parts of my personality was created through trauma because of who I had to be in order to survive in Philly. And so like as an adult, I've been trying to get back to like who I was before I had to do all that. But it's just, yeah, it's just been like full circle. And that that's just been my experience. I definitely... um can attest to that because I was definitely like I've always been plus size um and I felt like when I showed an ounce of confidence and especially how I dressed and how I expressed myself people um kind of were threatened by that Mm. and they became even more angry with the fact that I wasn't shaken by anything that they were throwing at me um so it feels like um, like growing up being an unconventional black woman in Philly, I feel like I was constantly fighting to be myself and fighting like so people wouldn't hurt me. Um, just because like that's I guess the name of the game. Like when you in the hood, like mm-hmm. so I feel like I was just fighting all like I was just swinging everywhere. Like I was fighting to wear black lipstick. I'm fighting to just exist even when I don't dress weird. It's just like. <laughs> I just felt like it was a constant fight. Um, And for me, uh, this is why I think I get so irritated when some people like try to talk about black kids or like people of color who go to college and stuff like that. First of all, I don't think that I'm better than anybody because I went to school. But for my safety, I had to go to school. Mm -hmm. And for in the fact that I had it felt like I had to run away to academics to be safe and the fact that when I got there I wasn't safe because Mm. I was the only black person it's like it's a lose-lose situation so it's like I feel like I was always running always fighting and I feel like nobody understood that because I wasn't an angry person or because I did something that somebody else would give up on and it's like I felt like I had no choice 
I felt like I had no choice. And I feel like people didn't see that. They would think like, oh, like, obviously I do know my privileges, but people don't understand that I'm doing this because this is how I fight. Yeah. 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 I I feel like I relate to both of you for real, especially with like that family aspect of just like trying to express yourself physically or through your clothes or the music that you're listening to and kind of being met with this, like, are you sure? Like, this is what you want to do. You want to, you want to dress like that. You really want to listen to that. We listen to this again. Um, but like, I don't know. Like, as I listen to you two, I realized that I either two things happened to me, either I blacked all that shit out or I was lucky enough to at least find other quirky people that weren't necessarily black women. Like, I think I ended up gravitating toward quote unquote outcasts who were just a little, a little off um, mm. and kind of just making those people, my people. But even like getting to the point of exactly what you were saying, Sabria, like, I want to try this black lipstick out. Like, no, that's the devil. Like, Wait a minute. It is a lipstick <laughs> and I can wipe this off before I don't know. I meet Jesus in 40 to 70 years because I'm 12 right now. Let me do this now. Um, yeah, yeah, right. Like, it was it was hard and kind of frustrating. And you know what? I found myself turning to uh, <laughs> forums and going online after a certain point. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, where can I find people that look like me? Like, Sabria, I don't know if you know of a website called Vampire Freaks at all oh hell yeah so like i used to again a child lurk on those and just like scroll and look for alternative black but who who is here who can i look like and it got to the point to where like all right my nerd is coming out i used to like go on the forums and like do a little role playing and like steal people's pictures and be like i'm this character because this character is this person and da 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 so who i guess i didn't black out i just went online and was like, I'm a completely different person. I don't feel comfortable expressing myself as an individual to my family per se. Like I can get away with like a a a coal liner and trying to get the raccoon tracks in and maybe a like a a fishnet wristband. But beyond that, I gotta I gotta go find a safer space. And um Yeah. Yeah. How old were you when you were on the when you were on the website? Oh my God. 12, everything happened when I was 12, 12, 13. I was just on Same. the internet. Cause and it's like that to me. Yeah. And the fact that as a 12 year old, you were probably engaging with 37 year olds and that felt safer to you. Oh girl. It's like, that's so funny. That's to, like, cause it was also similar to me. Like I started to do the same thing. I started for me, my space and Stardoll. I was like, I'll just <gasps> pretend like yes! I'm this. <laughs> I'm Googling this right like now. I'm Star doll, remember you can make avatars and stuff. Yes, and yes, you could I talk do. to other people. I had a boyfriend on Star Doll. So did I ever tell you that? Girl, <laughs> based in Australia, who again probably was a forty-seven-year-old man behind a computer Girl. desk in his mom's basement <laughs> <laughs> eating cheese curls, like yes. not even like brushing the Cheeto dust off, just scratching his stomach yes. and going yeah. on his thumb, on his thumb, while he lurked talking to me. But look, he he looked like a Ken doll on Star Doll, so there's that. There's uh, that. But yeah um so that just made me think of it like when you feel when I was listening to you I'm like when you feel like 
you can't be sometimes safe or like in your in your like real life spaces online is a better space and i think that's what happens to like a lot of these kids during t like on tiktok and stuff like yeah. that like i really do get it i really do get it because there's it's not a lot of psychological safety when it relates to like being yourself in the world but especially and like the hood it's just it's particularly dangerous it's not just like judgment it's like people be want to fight you when you just show up different you know yeah. like people harm you people see you as an easy target um but it also is like kind of scary because if certain kids don't have the right like like I think, excuse me. I think we all just knew. Like, all right, don't don't go too far on the internet. But a lot of kids don't know, and they'll be like meeting up and talking to people and getting taken advantage of. So like, it becomes a lot of risk when people don't feel safe in real life. You know, yes. they could come, they could fall into the arms of the wrong people. Obviously, you didn't. Luck, happy, you didn't. But oh, yeah. I just think about that because I had I do know people who have. You know. Mm -hmm. Um. So like. We kind of talked a little bit about what it's like being a weird, uh, like growing up weird in Philly. But do y'all want to like expand on that a little bit more? So, people like people will merciless, mercilessly, um, make fun of you. Well, that's more like when we were kids. Like yeah. if you don't, if you like, I know, like. Me wanting to wear platform shoes and stuff like that. Somebody be like, "Oh, you a freak body? Like what? <laughs> like how is that freaked out? Like how is that like? <laughs> like I don't want to be called a freak like, body. <laughs> yeah, it's just like people will label you as like weird, um, in like not a fun way, like kind of like you're a creep. But the thing I noticed with Philly is the turnaround. Yes. So I was made fun of, like, for the way I dress, all this other music I listened to. Then the year where Party Like a Rockstar came out, and, like, everything just shifted. Mm -hmm. And then everybody, um, the pack, well, first of all, niggas in college, it's different. Like, on the West Coast, like, black kids be like skateboarding and shit wearing vans like yes. listening they still be to getting picked on yeah they, they Tyler get picked, the creator that's, that's true they do <laughs> still get picked on but, it's, it's but definitely I feel like better. it's more it's, yeah it's better it's more of them but like but when the pack and stuff came out well like got my vans on and like with the um and Lil Wayne was wearing skinny jeans and stuff like that it was a shift mm -hmm. where people was like oh this was cool or whatever so um excuse me the dick eating is crazy <laughs> Yeah. Um, because it really, like, you uh, really absolutely. will, that's why, like, when, when, as soon as I went to New York, though, I realized that, I mean, I always knew that's why I had wanted to get out, but I always knew the world was buried in Philly. And then, like, in New York, my doing too much here was oh, not girl. even doing enough it when wasn't. I was living here. No, yeah. never is. New so, York is insane. or when I did a lot people be like, oh, you look cool. Like, because I used to wear, like, my eyeshadow, like, all the way down on my cheek. Like, I used to do my makeup crazy. And people, like, I'm always get compliments. And then when I came back home, then it was like, Not no safety. No safety <laughs> exactly. for doing that. Like, that's the thing. In Philly, people will harm you because you want to look different. And, and it's, 
it's different now because some people might yeah, be listening like, oh, it's say, not it's that different deep. now. And it's like, it's really not that different now. It's just that like being certain things are more acceptable. If you yeah. really went outside and you look like an alien, like say you do something that like, no, it's not a trend. Folks have mm-hmm. never seen it in their life before. Mm-hmm. They going to be like weirded out about it. Whereas if you went to New York and you was dressed like E.T., they'd be like, whatever. You know what I mean? You, you There are just certain things you can't do. It's just that what's normal has opened up more because of the internet. Mm-hmm. Honestly, truly. Like, I know people talk shit about the internet a lot, but things become a lot more acceptable as they circulate, exactly like you said, Iman. And, I mean, to be honestly, just, you were just ahead of the curve because you, uh, again, long-time listener of the show, you be getting on that party like a rock star uh, soapbox a lot. But I do feel that. I feel that immensely. Because <laughs> it was like, listen, I had my... My color skinny jeans with my checkered vans and y'all was out here roasting the shit out of me. But the second these niggas came through and said all of that, oh, we Gucci. Fine. Mm-hmm. Fine. Yeah. Hurt my feelings. And you know what else in Philly they do a lot? One, they hurt your feelings, like you just said. <laughs> Two, mm-hmm. they uh, they align you with whiteness in a way that can be very confusing as a child. Yes. Yes. Like, I remember mm-hmm. when I was a kid, like... um. Like this one guy was like, "Oh, where are you from?" And I'm like, "I'm from Philly." He's like, "You talk like a white girl, you know." And that was supposed to be like a compliment that you you sound white, and it's so annoying. It's so annoying because like it, it's just I feel like every black woman that I actually am very close to has had this experience when they have been told they talk like a white girl, and then it was like when I was a kid. I remember because I wanted certain things, my family would be like, you might probably going to marry a white man. What does that say about how you view black love? First of all, I never thought it was no issue to marry whoever you wanted to marry. Mm. But to to just say that I'm going to marry a white man because I want like something healthy is a problem. Mm-hmm. It is a problem, and it, it that's how a lot of this self-hate start to breed. And it almost happened to me and Sabria. Mm-hmm. It almost happened. It almost happened because I had no access to white people. I always tell people that, like, besides a few teachers and stuff, I didn't know nothing about white people. And the few white people that I didn't know, they were pretty, like, liberal. Like, I actually was not aware of white culture. But... Because oh, every black you. person, including folks in my family, adults, have told me that I'm like white people, I found myself being more comforted by how they're portrayed on media. Like, oh yeah, white people do have more fun. Or oh, white, you go to college, and <laughs> oh like that, you realize one, they're cold, <laughs> very Girl. mean, very mean, mm-hmm. very cold, like as a masses. And then it's just like, I don't want to. I'm not actually. I love my blackness. Like, I really don't want to be associated with being white. Like, it just started dawning on me. Like, I just don't... That's not what I want. That's just because I like X things don't mean that I don't like who I am. Don't like my culture, my history, all those things. Mm -hmm. Mm No, I definitely agree. No, absolutely. That's the shit, yeah. That would come up a lot for me. Go ahead. No, please continue. I'm so sorry. No, that would come up a lot for me when I was a kid, too. It's like... You sound white. You're going to end up with a white man. I'm like, okay, well, you know, I'm gagged because, yes, I, I did end up with a white man and I'm currently engaged to one. Not I'm gagged. Like, oh, you're, you're, uh, I just like this one. This one's cool, you know? I'll keep this one around. It's whatever. Um, but, like, exactly what you said. 
do you feel like I'm sorry not to interview you all of a sudden anymore? Please, please do you feel me. as though that experience made you even want to be more quote unquote aggressively black in other aspects of your life, or were you just like, okay, well, keeping it pushing, y'all getting on my nerves? I definitely felt like it made me want to represent my blackness in my own way. Mm. I felt like being the rebel that I am, I was just like, no way that these people own blackness. Mm-hmm. Like no mm-hmm. way they get to say what being black is. And it may, and also like it helped having Saria. Like it really did. It helped having a best friend where I was like, no, I'm not the only. And like our existence like matters. And if anything, anytime I saw a cool black girl, black person, I was just like, yeah, I would love to be more aligned with you. And like, yes it is rare where I can find somebody that be on the same type of time as me but I don't need a bunch of people I just need some people and I felt like I found my people and like that that's what it was but no it it definitely made me more prouder and more like connected to my blackness and also like realizing that we are not a monolith like there's not one way to be black we don't have to, I don't owe anybody like, you know, eating fried chicken. I don't. Um, so it's just like, I'm not going to like people think they're the black committee, you know, where they get to tell other folks what it's like to be black. And it's like, you can be black and vegan. And like, I think that representation and like all the things that we do, like y'all being black and into rock, you know, <laughs> it's really important. Yeah. It's very important. Yep, exactly. And also, like, a lot of those people don't even be pro-black, like, for real. They don't. They just never try to push push anything further. Just like the police, the status quo, make themselves feel better. Mm. (laughs) So that's what made me be at peace, is realizing that those people, they be really full of shit a lot of times. So you think that's why you didn't conform, because you realize, like, these people are just, like, not pro-black? Yeah, because I'm like, I can be, like you said, be black in my own way. And then me being aggressively um, myself will be a more inspiration to another black kid. Period. Period. Yes. That. Capital T. Period. <laughs> All right. And we'll we'll wrap with this final question. And how does that feel when you do find like-minded black people? Me personally, I be gagging. I love it. Yeah. I love it too. I feel like a kid. Like, you remember when you was a kid and you met a friend at the beach that you'll never see again? <gasps> it's like this. Stop. <laughs> you met like a kid at the pool or a bowling alley and you was like, this is my best friend. You never see her again in your life. That It would be so funny when that happened to like my my, my brothers at the playground. Never. Yeah, oh my God, when we going to see Brandon again? My mom would be like, someday, you're never going to see me again. <laughs> ever in your life (laughs) but Uh, like that's how I but it's the opposite because you do get to see him again (laughs) as an adult but it's like that same feeling like when you're a child and you get to meet somebody new and you yeah you just get to meet somebody new and it just it's so easy and it's like oh no no she gets it like she gets it I never forget the time shout out to my girlfriend Nakia I joined the job when I say I joined this job and I was like when I tell y'all I'm here to get my bread learn something mm-hmm. it was the best one of the best jobs I ever had in my life but I met this girl and we both was real chill like we wasn't ju- we wasn't 
Joe, we wasn't hype about getting becoming friends. But like as I started talking to her, I'm like, yo, we on the same type of time. We both believe in manifestation. We mm. both believe in this. We both like this music. Like we're on the exact same vibe. Like we both like, you know, sushi. We both like vegan things. <laughs> we both like Solange. Like it just was so easy. But we we also both were like real scary about and safe and cautious. It was just so crazy like, Is this to real? meet somebody. Are you gonna slip through my yeah. fingers? <laughs> I was so happy and I feel so grateful for those friendships because I do understand how hard it is. And I also understand how like painful it is to be misunderstood. Yes. Yes. I was trying to find a song that like correctly encapsulated the feeling of finding that like-minded person. And I think it's just like you lock eyes and suddenly you hear in your head, I love you always forever near or far. Together everywhere, I will be with you. Everything I will do for you because it's like I will do everything for you because you get me. And actually, who are your friends? Can we be friends with your friends? I'm expect I'm about to start uh, stealing people's friends. Like now, it's I got the plug. Who else do you know? I'm gonna turn into Iman and start stealing friends. Wow! (laughs) And it'll be a good time. Because Get that's her. community. <laughs> no, it's like, I got to hold on to you. I don't care what you do. I don't care if you never talk again, but I want to keep track of you. I want to support you and be obnoxious when I can. Um, but it's a breath of fresh air. It's like, damn, I just took off my bra and threw it. That's what it feels like. <laughs> it really do. It really feel like <sighs> it. I get it. I love that I got like, you know, dragged a little bit with the friend stealer uh comment. I'm just fighting those allegations real hard. I don't think no, I'm never we have receipts. Don't make me go back into all hundred and twenty twenty six episodes. All right. Let me go back into episode one thirty six and I'm about to own it. I'm about to actually own it. Since everybody wanna be the bad guy, I'm about to be the bad guy. I ain't nothing wrong with stealing though. Because it's like, you, <laughs> they wouldn't have got stolen had previous friend be treating them right. You're just a better friend, Mom. And oh, Sabria, she coming at you. Now she coming, now Sabria getting back in comments. I just okay. like fighting. I like causing drama. How chaos. <laughs> Sup, ladies? Oh, my God. You are literally a who. And I'm so happy that we we did this. Um, like, a who is the only word I can use to describe you. Um, we love you. We appreciate you so much. And just real quick before we wrap, like, Elena wrote us this fully formal email requesting to be on the show. Like, hello, my name is Elena. And for, and these are some of the reasons why I think I should be on Black Girl Brunt. And I text her like, what? What, the, what was that? You should have just said you wanted to be on the show. I, <laughs> of course. Okay. Well, listen, I feel like in order to honor the integrity of this brand, fucking Eric said episode 227, that's five years of commitment. That's nuts. Okay? So I was like, let me come correct and be like, hello, to who we may concern. That, 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 that. Because there will be a day <sighs> where you will have, oh my God, I'm going to throw up assistants and people running your email. So I can't need to be like, oh God, my dream. let me do this. I would like my dream. to just setting you up for like what you should be expecting. So other people who want to be on Black Girl Brunch, please send a fully fledged formal email to Iman and Sabria. Cause um then she'll text you and go, why the fuck did you do that? Look at the get a load of this guy. I think is what you said actually, which had me rolling. 
Like, huh? But no, I, I do appreciate the respect and just, you know, all the love you've given us. And I look forward to just continuing to support each other, leverage each other. Um, we'll be uh, at your events. Um, we'll be continuing to just cheer for each other. So thank you. And please let the folks know where they can find you on the socials. All right, ladies, gents, and germs, and theys, and thems. You can find me on Instagram at X. Bell, as in Princess Bell from Beauty and the Beast, and Whistle, and you can find me on Twitter at A Y Y Y Lena because people pronounce my name Elena, and I had to let them know it's actually A Lena. That'll do it. All right, thank you so much. Um, and also you can find us Black Girl Brunch on Instagram at Black Girl Brunch. You can find us on Twitter at BLK Girl Brunch. Don't forget to tap into that Patreon. It is pay as you wish, and you will be invited to exclusive events. You also get to get in our business. You want to know what we doing, what we want to wear for our birthday, who we dating, what we eating. Like, got paid for it. Sorry. So oh, Patreon is where you go for that. <laughs> you can also find me on the socials. You can find me on Instagram at Imam Mate. You can find me on Twitter at It's Mate and Sabria. And you can find me at It's Frank and Fem on Instagram and Frank and Fem underscore on Twitter. Alright y'all, that's it. That's the show. Bye! Bye.